You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Remain standing as I read our scripture today, coming from 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. I'm going to start at the verse 8 and read down to verse 17, and I'm reading from the New King James. It says, now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, some people say Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he was there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him, and he said to her, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to a commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. So she said, so he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son, and her husband is old. So he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said to him, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. Some people think Shunna meant she has some color in her. So I imagine when she said this, her finger went up. (laughs) Now, man, don't lie to me. I didn't ask for no child. Don't be playing with me like that. No, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your man's maidservant. But But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. On your way down to your seat, look at least two people and tell them, it's your turn to be blessed. It's your turn. It's your turn. (laughs) The Lord woke me up in the middle of the night and gave me this word and spoke to me in a still small voice and said, tell my people, it's their turn to be blessed. I can shout right now. It's your turn to be blessed. This phrase, is your turn, means that it's now someone else's opportunity or responsibility to do something after someone has already done their part or completed their turn. And the Lord told me to tell y'all that this is a season that he's going to bless people who have been a blessing. This is a season he's going to bless people 
who have been a blessing. So if you if you just one selfish person who's never done anything for anybody, who's stingy, who 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 trying to get all you can, hide the can, sit on the can. My name is Jimmy. I take all you give me. You can leave right now. This message ain't even for you. Don't have nothing for you this morning. But this message is for people who have blessed other people. This message is for people who have consistently given and supported ministry and helped other people when you needed help for yourself. This message is for people who were outwardly focused when nobody was inwardly focused towards you. The context of the scripture is Elisha doesn't say he knew this woman, had any relationship with woman, but he would come down to this nearby village in the southern part of Israel known as Shunem. And he would come down there, and this woman, knowing that he was a man of God, she said, I'm just going to, I just want to give the man of God a meal to eat. So after he preached on Sunday, well, every Jew is on Saturday, he can have some fried chicken some collard greens, and some macaroni and cheese. Because you don't give a preacher quiche on Sunday. Just want to let y'all know. You don't give a preacher spaghetti on Sunday. Not on Sunday. We can do that some other day. She was just being kind to him. And so he would regularly eat. They didn't have to worry about where he was going to eat, whether a restaurant was going to be open, who's going to feed him. She would, he would understood he's going to eat there. And most likely he ate very well because she was a notable woman. She was a rich woman. She had means. So she wasn't struggling to feed herself or her husband. And so she would regularly do this, but one day as a result of relationship, everybody say relationship. You know, when I talk about honor, first I talk about the first principle of honor is because there's a principle of honor. God said honor those in authority. Then, then uh, it's the principle. But then it gets to the point as you go higher or deeper, however you want to look at with honor, you don't just honor the principle or the, or the position. You start honoring the person. For this woman, it went beyond the principle. It went beyond the position, and it became personal to her. So as a result of being around him and knowing him, she started saying, I perceive this is a holy man of God as a result, as a result of spending time with him. You know, this week, this week uh, some, some, some of you saw we, we do what's called a B-roll. You know, sometimes uh, media are showing me arriving and more. Well, boy, I, boy, I had more hate on social media this week than ever. Look, they want to know why I preach driving a Mercedes. I'm like, you don't know me. Uh, so they got upset because the Keisha held the door. Okay? Why a woman holding the door? The brothers were getting to uh, People saying all kinds of stuff. Okay? Um, and uh, somebody said, preach your shoulder clean. How many, how many times he tricked people out of for that? People, you know, people on social media, and some of y'all get moved by that. And I, I almost got moved myself. And then I said, these folks don't know me. They don't, I have nothing to prove to them, okay? And so, because it's not personal for them. Those of you who know me and know my story and know my life, and I've personally been a blessing to you, you don't have a problem with me being blessed. 
It's like somebody telling you your father or your mother don't deserve you to buy them a nice bag. Why would you spend that much money? That's my mama. How you gonna tell me what I should give my mama? And so for you, it becomes personal. For this woman, it had become personal. She said, this is a holy man of God. I don't just want to give him a, 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 a meal. I want to also give him lodging. And not, I, I don't just want to, I don't just want him to sleep on the couch or the pull-out couch or go let him want to sleep on a, on a blow-up mattress. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about here, okay? And, and throw him an extra blanket. No, let's add a room onto the house. This is a major investment for a man who she's come to know and to respect. This is a major financial contribution she's making because she didn't need any more room in the house. She didn't have any children. Wasn't going to be have, wasn't going to be having children. She did this for the man of God. And, and he's eating regularly and he's in this nice room with a with a bed and a desk and a lamp where he can study and pray. And one day he's sitting there and God starts dealing with him. He said, call this woman. I want to do something for her. And he says to her, he says, uh, you have been, you have, look, you have been concerned or shown care for us. You've done all this for us. What can I do for you? In other words, he told this woman, you have been blessing me, but now it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn to be blessed. So let me move on and tell you, the first reason why it's your turn to be blessed is because God is a God of reciprocity. I spoke about that a couple weeks ago. I made up my mind. I'm not being used anymore this season in my life. Okay? Some of you, you need to get there. It's, I heard Oprah say it long before I got there. She said something about being 60. But you don't care what other people got to say, and you ain't got nothing to prove. It is what it is, and I am who I am. And if you don't know me by now, you will never, never, never know me. Ooh. Y'all don't even know Amazing Grace, but you know that. So, you know, you, 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 had, a, you had a place, and, and so I just made up my mind, I'm just not going to be used by people anymore, okay? There, there are people, come on, there are people who you go above and beyond for because you know they go above and beyond for you. There's people you will inconvenience. Your, the, the, one of the reasons why I took a trip recently to Virginia to, to, uh, to, to uh, go and, and at my own expense, okay, J just to go and spend time with a, with a pastor who was having his first convocation for his fellowship is because he had just come here to enjoy with us at our dedication, at his expense. Are, are you listening to me? I said, so this is a way now I can reciprocate. And he knows me and Pastor Baker, a friend happened to be Pastor Baker was, was preaching that night. He said, that he said, Bailey, I know you're just here because Baker's here. I said, no, no, I came to support you, okay? It was my opportunity to reciprocate. I, it's, it's just something wrong to always take and never want to reciprocate. Those are suckers. Those are parasites. Those are users who just try to live off other people. And, but now somebody got to start this. Somebody got to start giving, but it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to continually give without receiving something in return. Now, they may not be able to do some, the same thing for you, but they can do something. Come on, you can't pay for the meal, but can you contribute to the tip? Come on, do something. 
you know, uh, I, 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 I know you can't ever pay, but, but do I have to pay for your meal and always be your counselor too and let, and let you just dump on me? Can't you, don't you have a joke? Can I just get a laugh from you? I got to pay for your food and then be burdened down with all your problems. And then if I try to say something about something I'm going through, you say, well, let me tell you about this about me. I get nothing from this relationship and you just sucking the life out of me. I, not that I have any experience with that anything. But God is a God of reciprocity. That's why Elisha, after she had done so much for him over this period of time, he said, what can I do for you? God will not allow you to do for him. God will not allow you to do for the church. God will not allow you to do for his people without paying you back. Let me say it again. God will not allow you to do for his church, his people, without paying you back. I grew up hearing a song, you can't beat God-giving no matter how you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. Hebrews 6 and 10, we've heard it many times. God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love which you have shown towards his name. How do you show it towards his name? By blessing him, by blessing his church, and blessing his people, which you have shown towards his name. How, how, how have you shown uh, love and labor towards his name? In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Remember, Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. He said, when, he said uh, he's going to say to some people, he said, depart from me. I never knew you because when I was in prison, you didn't come visit me. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was sick, you didn't even pray for me. And they're going to say, Lord, well, when did we see you hungry? When were you in prison? He said, no, and as much as you have not done it for anybody else, you haven't done it for me. For what you, what you do unto them, you do it unto me. So God's a reciprocity. So God is not unjust to forget. That tells me it is unjust. Or as the King James says, it's unrighteous to let people do for you and then forget what, they've ever, what you've ever done for them. I was thinking today as I was listening to the Perry speak this morning, and some of y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm being transparent, and I'm about to be real vulnerable. The first person who I call my spiritual son, the first person who I call my spiritual son, there are people in this church, when they came to, to want to meet with me, when, he, when they first came here, I said, no, you got to go through him. Well, I would, uh, what, what, talk to him. Talk to him. The first person. And then th this person who I, I blessed, and I gave him a job, making my tapes, and I was paying him more money than the tapes was bringing in. When I would travel, I would take him with me. When he went out and went to go do some other things, I supported him. Took up an offering for him, gave him a check. A couple months later, I was calling him to do something. He wouldn't take my call. And, he, and I kept trying to, I told my sister, well, try to get him on the phone. He wouldn't take my call. And finally, somebody got through. He said, uh, he said I won't be, uh, Pastor Betty, I won't be coming. And um, I'm getting connected with somebody else. And I never understood all that. So finally, I kept calling, call, took my call, and uh, I said, well, man, what's up? He said, well, I heard there were people talking about me. I said, did you ever hear I said anything about you? He said, no. I said, well, that's, that's what should matter. As we went on, and then he was, this person was staying connected with other people in the church and even on the staff, 
but wouldn't talk to me. And I said, well, how are you going to stay connected to them and not talk to me? I said, well, I said, what was our relationship? And I'll never forget, it still hurts me now. He said, it was employer, employee. Employer, I said, okay, thank you. And that was my last ever serious conversation with the person. And so y'all need to understand, I've been hurt. Seriously. And I, I ain't bleeding on you. Don't worry. I, I tell priests, don't be bleeding all over people. People ain't here for that. Heal yourself up and go to preach the word. And we got time for you to bleed all over them. They bleeding already. Okay? But what I realized by that, so when people call me their spiritual father now, because he did too one time. Uh, I heard that before. Pop, mm -hmm. the main person called me Pop, I hardly ever see him. Oh, y'all, don't y'all get mad at me, because I'm, I'm telling y'all the truth. Okay? Because I'm thinking we are doing life together. And there are things I do, now y'all need to understand, there's some things I do because it's reciprocity. I bought cars for people. Everybody need a car. I ain't, a, I ain't, in a, I ain't just in the benevolence of giving cars away. I give them cars away because I thought of reciprocity. You've done for me. You've been faithful. So, I, you know, this is the need you have. I don't give you, buy you a car so you can go drive it down the street for Reverend Flapjack Church. Leave the keys in the car. Let me give it to somebody else who's still doing life with me. I just believe in this principle of reciprocity. And so, but, and so the Bible says it is unrighteous to forget people have done for you. Every day I wake up thinking, y'all have heard about the nuns. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I realized after I came back, uh, I should have even tried to do something while I was there in Georgia City. The nuns who put me through school, they're in their 80s now, in the mid-80s. They're no longer in the convent. But one of my classmates sent me a news clip from the news on their street, the houses had burned down. And they showed her, well, uh, the one, one of them outside saying that they had a whole bunch of dogs and cats. Whenever we went to see them, y'all know they had a bunch of dogs and cats. A bunch of dogs and cats. A whole bunch of dogs and cats. Y'all know how people have all these dogs and cats and stuff. They wouldn't even let me in. They would come out and we would stand out on the porch and talk to them. Because they have so many dogs and cats. But on the news, they were saying, well, I hope, we hope our pets got out. I think the cats got out, but the house burned down. And I can't help but always think about them. And so I, I tried to call. You know, they're older, so they don't have cell phones. Every time I try to call, I can't get through because I don't know if they're in the house. I don't know if the convent that they were part of took them, took them in. I don't know. But I think about them all the time. And anything I could do for them, I would do it. Even though, watch this, even though I'm 40, 50 years removed from when they did it to me and did it for me. Come on now. But I realized I would not be who I am. I would not be standing here if it wasn't for those nuns who ran a thrift shop to pay for my private school education. God is not unrighteous to forget. People forget. People get offended. I, I mean, even if you get offended, come on, sometimes you got to reel it in. 
and saying, well, I'm separated now, but I'm so grateful that, and I will forever be grateful, and anything I could, come on, now, y'all understand what I'm saying? God says, unrighteous to forget. Hebrews 6 and 10, New Living Translation said, it said, God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you've worked for him and how you've shown your love to him by caring for other believers, and you still do. I quoted earlier, Ephesians 6 and 8. It says, what, because God's a God of reciprocity, whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he's slave or free. Now, I grew up in the church that always says something about it don't matter what good things you do. If you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, you're going to hell. And that's, I still believe that, that that's true. But can I tell you, God rewards good deeds in the earth. It don't guarantee you a place in heaven, but I can show you in the Scripture, God rewards good deeds in the earth. The Bible says whatever good anyone does, he's going to receive from the Lord. God's going to reciprocate. That verse from the message translation says, good work will get you good pay from the master. How many of y'all want good pay? Come on, how many of y'all want good pay? Look at look, Good work will get you good pay from the master, regardless of whether you're a slave or regardless of whether you're free. God, God said, no matter what your situation is, God will reward you and pay you when it's your time and your turn to be blessed. Proverbs 11:25, it reminds us the liberal soul, that doesn't mean progressive Democrat. Don't, that's me, I'm a liberal. That name, what that means, brother. That, that's fine. Okay. The liberal soul here means the generous person will be made fat or will increase. Here we go. And he that what? Watereth shall be watered also himself. He that refreshes others is uh, what the New Living Translation said, he himself will be refreshed because God is a God of reciprocity. And now, and now, ultimately, you have to realize reciprocity comes from God because there are people who will do the things that I talked about that you shouldn't do. But whatever you've done in the name of the Lord, God will repay. And you have to understand this. I had to be reminded of this, that you reap what you sow, not always where you sow. Let me say it again. You reap what you sow, not, only where, not always where you sow. I told y'all, the company that relocated me here to South Carolina, man, in one year, they were so thrilled with me. They were excited about me. They promoted me, increased me, put me on management track. I had been with the other company, the, the prior company I had been with for four or five years. And then it got to the point where I had a manager who was just trying to find something wrong with everything that I did and was trying to derail me. So then I went to this other company doing the same thing and what, what they criticized, the other one rewarded. Because you reap what you sow, not, only, not always where you sow. That verse from the New Living Translation, Proverbs eleven twenty five. if you refresh others, you're going to be refreshed yourself. So God has promised to pay back and reciprocate to those who have sacrificed for him and for the kingdom of God. We are in this new sanctuary because there are people who sacrificed for us to be here. There are people who said, well, I'll get my new car later because right now I've committed $300 a month to the building fund, okay? I've committed, so, so I will do that later. I, I will put this off because right now I'm, I'm partnering with my pastor and partnering with my church and partnering with ministry to make a vision come to pass. And you think God's unrighteous to forget that? 
He is not unrighteous. He promised to pay back, reciprocate those who sacrificed for him and for the kingdom of God. In Genesis 22, that's the story of God telling Abraham, bring your only son Isaac up to the mountain and sacrifice him there. And after he showed a willingness to sacrifice him, and God now allowed him to see the provision that was, the provision that was in the place of obedience. You always have to remember that. The, the ram did not appear abracadabra. It was there all the time. That's why God said, you to come sacrifice at the place that I tell you of. Some of y'all still missed it. The provision, it wasn't autumn. It didn't just show up. It was there at the place of the sacrifice. See, God already has your provision, but you got to act in obedience and do what he tells you to do. Then it'll be seen. It will be hidden from you until you release it. It won't be released to you until you release it. And so after he was willing to sacrifice his son, and God said, no, go sacrifice that ram that's stuck, that's stuck in the thicket there. God says to him in Genesis 22, 16 and 17, God said, by myself I have sworn. Now people say, I swear, I swear. But some people say, I swear to God. We, shouldn't, we know we shouldn't swear, right? Uh, I swear in my mother's grave. I swear on whatever, on something that they, that they value, that they cherish, that they highly esteem. And God, God, went to, God got ready to swear and said, I swear by, uh, the, I swear by myself. Because you could find nobody greater to swear by. Are y'all getting it? I swear by my own name, same the, says the Lord, because you have done this thing, have not withheld, because you've sacrificed, have not withheld your only son, Here's what I'm going to do for you. It's your turn to be blessed. In blessing, I'm going to bless you. In multiplying, I'm going to multiply you. And your descendants and as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. God said, I'm going to bless you enough that your children's children, they're going to know I blessed you. Oh, come y'all. Some of you catch that. God wants you to be so blessed. Your children, children going to know that God. Your children, children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren should be able to look back and say, well, you know, my great-grandmother, if Jesus spares is coming, they remember this church named Right Direction Church International, and they got hooked up with this church, and they started giving, and they started tithing, and we didn't have nothing. My, 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 my father, my grandfather said, but every time, we, ever since we got there and started blessing and giving, man, things just got released in our lives, and, and and we kept hearing about being a millionaire. We never heard about being a millionaire, but God made them millionaires. And now we're living in the blessing. Oh, my God, my God. It's your turn to be blessed. Tell your neighbor again. Say, it's your turn to be blessed. In Luke 18, 29 and 30, Jesus talks about those who sacrifice again for ministry. Remember, it's all through the scriptures. He blesses people who get connected to ministry. I'm talking about God's system. I'm not talking about man's system. I'm not talking about the stock market right now. I'm not talking about Bitcoin. By the way, y'all, if you, if, you if you looked on Secure Give, you can give through crypto now. Those you bought in crypto, put some in some good soil. Okay? If those you involved in crypto, you can give to right direction through, through crypto now. But Jesus says, in my system, anybody... Verse Luke 18, 29, a I'll say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers 
or wife or children. Some of y'all had to leave them at Slippy Rock. Y'all don't. Some of y'all had to leave them at Sinking Sand Church and do what God said. And they don't understand. And they're talking about you. And you know, they all, they down there know at that, uh, at that direction, church. You, you know that, that with the preacher from New Jersey. You know he ain't even from here. <laughs> he ain't even from here. Like that's supposed to disqualify me. Like I'm an alien or something. You know he a Martian. But there's some of you who had to make choices because what God said to you about your life. And like Pastor Marshall and I had to do with denominational churches and that we were, came along and with our family members who didn't even understand, who had to leave houses or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom. For, for what? For the sake of the kingdom. He said that no one who's done this who shall not receive many times more in this present time. I'm so glad it added that because there's some people so spiritual who think you got to wait to get to heaven for everything. God said he's going to bless you in this present time. Look at someone say, the Lord is going to bless me right now. Hunt somebody say, it's your turn right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said he's going to bless you many times more in this present time and watch it. And you still get a chance to go to heaven too. And in the age to come, eternal life. So God said, I got enough to bless you right now and bless you later too. I'm going to give you the cake and then I'm going to give you the icing and the cherry on top of the cake. God said, I got enough to bless all of you. You don't have to be jealous of anybody. You don't have to hate on anybody. You don't have to throw water on anybody's flame like Coco Golf said because we just try to throw water on it. You just throwing gas and now we here blazing. You don't have to hate on anybody. God said, I'll bless you if you sacrifice many times more. That verse from New Living Translation, Luke 18 and 30, it says, you will be repaid many times over in this life. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. I can tell you God has paid me many times over. When we took that $5,000 that, that we, all the money we had accumulated, all the only savings we had left over from our 401k, I mean, really, do you still call a $5,000 401k, or is that more like a, a 101z? But we took that and sacrificed that into ministry to start this church when we were full-time, and the Lord told me to do nothing else, when we were full-time in ministry with 40 people. And Pastor Marcia cried about it at first. And I showed her, baby, this is what the Lord told us to do with that money. But God spoke to her and said, you won't miss it because I'm going to repay you double. Are you listening to me? And the Bible tells us in Psalm 120, say, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. Okay? If, 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 if every time you've sown, you've always been happy about it, you, you haven't really given yet. Because God, God can tell you to give and you'd be like, God, this better be you. This better be you, Lord. This is all I got, Jesus. And I'm obeying you, God. You got to come through for me. You got to you be like that woman. Don't be lying to me, man of God. It's my last $58. <laughs> God said, you'll be repaid. I'm a living witness. God can repay you many times over. 
just that people don't understand it. And watch it. I realize that. And I showed you that in the scripture. It's, it's in, it's in uh, when God blessed uh, Jacob. He blessed him in a way that nobody thought he could be blessed. Through the rejected sheep. Through the speckled calf. Through, 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 through striped animals that everybody thought was the, was the rejects. And God increased him and blessed him so much that his brother-in-law said, he has stolen my father's wealth. I know it don't sound good, but you ain't really blessed the way God wants you to be blessed to look like you stole something. Oh, come on now. God can bless you so much, it look like you stole something. Ain't no way. We could be working here at the same job. I've been working here longer than them and look like they got more than me. I just, it just, it just don't look right to me. It look like they stole something. God going to bless you so much, they going to think you stole something. But it's the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. It maketh rich. It maketh rich. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.